0: You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress.
1: Amen. We're going to kind of continue in the same uh, thought, the same line of of spiritual concept uh, that we've been talking about since Sunday And I believe that God is going to give us further revelation on uh, his process. Amen. Amen. Some of the things that he does. Just so you would not be in a state of confusion when you recognize that uh, things are happening that are making you uncomfortable. Amen. Now, if you are in sin, if you have sin in your life... Uh, This doesn't apply to you. (laughs) You got to get that straightened out. Praise God. But there are people here that they've been doing their best to be their best for God. And you still have to walk through some things. And I want to give you some context for that, and some revelation from God, so that you don't uh you don't begin to regret what you're going through, but you can understand that it it's a fast track to where God wants to take you. Amen. He puts you in, 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 in the in a storm, and uh, He allows that storm to transport you to the place where He wants you to be. And it'll be a lot more efficient than if you would have did it your own way. He's He's a very efficient God, Amen. And so, if you resist His way or even His destination, that's okay. You can do it your way, but don't be, you know, surprised if somebody casts you overboard and you get swallowed up by a fish. Just what? I mean, you choose your choice. <laughs> Praise God, Amen. The same day when even was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. Jesus is giving his disciples, everybody say the disciples of Jesus. Yes. He is giving his disciples reference in, to a destination that he intended for them to go. Everybody say destiny. Yes. And so said, you're going to, we're going to go over to the other side. I think it's very key. To note that uh, he, uh, in this instance, he didn't just send them to the other side. He said, let us go. So he gave them a destination to go somewhere, but they were not going alone. Somebody say, his disciples don't go alone. (laughs) alone. To let us pass over onto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships, and there rose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace. Peace. <laughs> Be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Amen. Praise God. I want you to lift your hands with me today and ask God to continue to let his voice resonate and echo into the deepest parts of your spirit, of your soul chambers. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for the angelic witness that has joined us in this service. Lord, let it begin to carry your word to the people that need it the most Lord God and let it begin to profit them much Lord Jesus help us to mix this word with faith let us respond to the word Lord God with everything we've got Lord Jesus with our worship with our praise with our prayers Lord God help us to respond to your voice tonight Lord Jesus and help us Lord God to get revelation and understanding of your word so that we can be equipped for any any opportunity Lord God anything that may come against us Lord Jesus to try to distract us from the destiny that you have charted us to attain in the name of Jesus we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor hallelujah hallelujah one more time lift your voice today and praise the Lord as you're seated in this house amen the Bible is taking us here to a place where Jesus, after having spoken to multitudes in parables, the Bible says that without a parable, spake he not unto them, but he would speak in these parables, then those that were around after the crowd left, he would privately begin to expound all things to those that followed him. Many people come to hear Jesus. Sometimes people came just to see what would be done, just like church, praise God. Some people come to hear the Word of God. Some people just come to see what's going to happen. Praise God. Some people just come to check a box off their to-do list for the week. But I believe that there's a bunch of people here tonight. Hallelujah. You're not just here to be a a warm body in the pew. Praise the Lord. You're here. Hallelujah. To be a part of a move of God that's going to begin to shape the course of this present and your future. Hallelujah. You want to be a part of something big. You want to be a part Of something moving, you want to be a part of something monumental, you want to be a part of something that's going to build a memorial, praise God, in the city that you're in. God is looking for people that want all in to what His Spirit is doing right now. Hallelujah! How many want to be a part of that? Amen. Thank you, all of those that said yes and those that clapped. You just signed up for the worst day of your life. But it's how you're looking at this thing, you know. You can look at it and say, you know, whatever is going to come that God will allow could be the worst day of your life. Or you can look at that obstacle and say, this is the greatest opportunity that God has given me to experience something that I have not seen before. Hallelujah. Every obstacle is an opportunity. Every opposition is an opportunity for God to be himself in our lives. Hallelujah. Everybody wants to experience a miracle. Praise God. But nobody ever wants to need a miracle. And you've got to get to a place where you say Lord, I am willing to find myself in a place of need so you can be that kind of god to me do you understand that all through the bible until jesus god never really gave man a name for himself they would name god based on the miracle that he would do for them hallelujah and i know you would say well isn't yahweh his name is not jehovah his name it describes who he is but it is not his name hallelujah Amen. Jehovah Jireh is in his name. That's who he is. It's a character trait of God that represents his role in your life. Hallelujah. He is your Lord. He is Jehovah. He is my Lord. He is the highest person on my spiritual pyramid. Praise God. He is Lord, but that's not his name. Amen. His name is jesus because ultimately he wanted to be something to us that we would need that we could we could never do for ourselves you can't save yourself it takes a supernatural intervention on the part of almighty god to save someone from sin so he decided to be jehovah our salvation his name is jesus but all through scripture it was the nature of man to begin to give God names that's what they would do and when they would have a good harvest even the pagans they do the same thing and they took the same pattern from the people that served other gods they would name their God based on the miracle or based on the provision or based on whatever it was that they needed I don't name God based on my need I name God based on who he says he is hallelujah my need is not going to determine who my God is is to me praise the Lord oh I wish somebody would hear me today don't let your lack or your need or your deficit begin to define who God is to you that means you would only need him you will only want him when you need something or you want something but I don't just need God or want God because I'm in lack. I need him and I want him because of who he is hallelujah Hallelujah. It's because of who he is. So he's not just a provider he's not just a shelter, he's not just a protector, he's not just a strong tower, he's not just a bridge over troubled water, he's more than that to me, hallelujah, he's more than that to me, he's the lily in my valley, he's my bright and morning star, hallelujah he's the fairest of ten thousand hallelujah, he's my wonderful, he's my counselor he's the mighty God, hallelujah he's an everlasting father hallelujah, he's my prince of peace, he is the prince the authority the governing body of all peace and when I want peace I know where to go to I'll go to the authority of that peace he is that's who he is hallelujah that's who he is that's who he is I want him for who he is hallelujah not just for what I need amen praise God so God robes himself in flesh to begin to present himself to who he ultimately wanted to be to mankind. And in the ministry, earthly ministry of Jesus Christ, we are seeing that he is teaching things and doing miracles. But I want you to understand something about the miraculous. You have to understand this. It is not just so God can begin to do a nice little magic show that we can say, oh, woo, ah. It's not why God does miracles. It's not just to wow us or amaze us, although we should be wowed and amazed. Amen. Hallelujah. I I I think we ought to be wowed about what God does more than what somebody does on a basketball court, praise God. I think we should be amazed at what God does more than what somebody can do on a football field. Amen. I think we should be wowed about what God can do other than what somebody can do in some type of cartoon or comic book movie or something like that i I don't want i don't care about that kind of marvel god can make you marvel hallelujah he can he can make you say oh things that make you go "Mm, come on yeah god can do all of those things hallelujah but he's he doesn't just do it just to put on a show he is pointing every miracle every act of god points to something hallelujah it is pointing to what he wants you to know about himself hallelujah it's a message that god is trying to transmit by every action every miracle every operation of his spirit it is pointing to a message about himself that you have to learn everything that God does, has a miracle attached to it that reveals something about God. So if God ever gave you a healing, it wasn't just so that you can be healed. He wanted you to be healed, but he wanted you to understand something about himself. Hallelujah. So you don't just seek the act of God. You seek God. Hallelujah. You seek who God? What what is God trying to show me about himself? What is he trying to reveal to me about himself through what I'm going through right now? We see these disciples that are in this boat that Jesus told them to loose and go to the other side. But he wasn't sending them to this destination by themselves. Amen. Somebody say, if God spoke to me, he will go with me. If God sent me, I'm not going by myself. I have help. Not just any old help, but supernatural help. Hallelujah. I've got assistance beyond this world. God is coming with me. Because he told me to go. So they get on the ship and they encounter a storm. What is it with God allowing storms to hit his disciples? And his disciples begin to get a little nervous and afraid about how this storm is affecting their mode of transportation. The waves are beating into the ship. And this storm was so bad, it began to make fishermen afraid. Think about that. People who probably genera- generation- generationally... Uh, Spent time on a boat. They were learned in this craft, this trade craft of fishing. They were afraid of a storm. This ain't the first storm they've been through. If they spent that much time to be tradesmen on a boat, they've been through some things on that boat. But this storm was so uh, significant in their lives it was almost as if uh, they, they forgot that they had been through some things before. And the fact that they were able to go through this storm means that they were alive to go through this storm. So everything else in their past that they had went through never took them out. But they forgot about all of that that's us sometimes we go through some things and then we just forget that this is not the first thing we've ever been through hallelujah and we begin to look at what we're going through and we think it's the worst thing in the world stop it this is not the worst thing you've been through this is not the first thing you've been through if god can do it before he can do it right now and all you've got to do is believe the same god that helped you before He can help you now. But if he allowed the storm to come, he has a purpose for it. There's a purpose for this. So he is on the boat. The disciples are frantically trying to do what they can to stabilize their situation. And all of a sudden, as they're running around and they're doing all of this and they're doing what they can do, somebody realizes, hold on. Why am I wearing myself out, trying to fix this thing? Where's Jesus? I'm not. I'm not doing one more. Where's Jesus? What, what, where's he at? He should be helping us. Everybody else got a bucket trying to bail the water out of. Where's Jesus? at there, Jesus. Jesus is sleeping in their storm. Now, some of us could have been offended when we feel like Jesus is just relaxing while we're going through our chaos. Well, we're going through a crisis. How, God, how can you be so relaxed when everything around me that I'm looking at is causing me to be fearful and causing me to have so much anxiety, causing me to, to worry? So how can you just be there and not help me and you feel like you can just sleep on the job? Jesus, what are you doing? And I feel like God wants to give somebody a revelation tonight, hallelujah, that if Jesus is comfortable and he's not bothered by the storm you're going through there's a reason hallelujah he said we're going somewhere and i'm going with you you think these gonna let that storm take out the whole ship while he's on it Hallelujah. You think he's going to let that storm take you out while he's with you? No. He is with you for a reason. He told you to go for a reason. It doesn't matter what happened between point A and point Z. God is with you all the way. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. You know, hallelujah. The point is, if Jesus is not worried about it, why are you? He knows where you gotta go he's the one that told you to do it and he's the one that's with you and if you're confident that Jesus is with you you should not be afraid of what is hitting your home right now what is hitting your heart right now we've got Jesus on board. Hallelujah. I am not by myself. Hallelujah. No matter what this storm looks like, I'm not by myself. One thing I do have to give the disciples credit for, they stopped what they were doing and ran to the one that had all the answers. He was the one that could fix it all. So they had that, right? They ran to Jesus and Jesus got up and said, "Peace. Be still." Praise God. And the Bible says that the wind and the waves stopped. And all of a sudden, disciples are over here looking like, everybody start backing up from Jesus like, what kind of man is this? They thought he was just some cool teacher, some nice rabbi that he had a way with words. and. He can do some things and he can make some nice party punch and, and he can, you do, you know, he, man, I like to go to Jesus fish fries because there's never a run out of food. they are just in there like, man. No, he's not just a man. What manner of, they had a revelation of who he was. The miracle caused them to receive information about who Jesus was that they didn't have before. This is why God allows the things to happen in your life. He sets a platform so His power can be displayed, but it's not just to wow you about His power, it's to woo you about Himself. He is bringing you close, He's letting you in on some information about Himself. Hallelujah. That He wants you to know why? Because He wants you to get closer to Him. He wants to give you revelation of who he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I believe this is why God does things the way He does it. There's a reason why in our canon of Scripture, the books of the Bible, our Bible begins with a Genesis, which is a book of beginnings. Or the first book of Moses, call it the Genesis, the book of beginnings. But it doesn't end with a book of endings. It ends with a revelation. Everything that happens in your life is supposed to point to a finality of revelation of who God is. Everything everything you do it's supposed to expand your knowledge of who God is i I, I don't just I don't just want to know about him I want to know him and if I'm gonna know him I got to know him in the power of his resurrection but I can't have a resurrection until there's a fellowship of some sufferings God allows us to go through some things and sometimes it may seem like the situation's about to die but even if it does God still has the power to bring it back to life uh, so he can reveal some things uh, about himself to you uh, that you would have never known uh, and you would have praised yourself uh, out of that situation Uh, you say God reveal yourself to me hallelujah why because God is everywhere God is everywhere but when he does something it gives us an awareness that God is here When we see people being touched by the Spirit in the sanctuary, we say, man, the Holy Ghost is here. It's been here. God has been here. But now we know. (laughs) that he is not just here but he is here to heal hallelujah now we know he's not just here but he's here to deliver he's here to set free he's here to make whole he's here to fill people with the baptism of the Holy Ghost when he does something we know that he is here hallelujah he's been here but he gives us revelation of why he's oh hallelujah he he made a a divine appointment for you and I in the middle of our storm to reveal something about himself that we would have never known had we not gone through watch it now he is calming the storm the disciples begin to look at him differently. they see Jesus differently than they did before the miracle all of a sudden They get to shore, and some maniac with scars on his arms and and pieces and links of chains and shackles on him, tattered clothes, looking crazy in the eyes, but he is running at full speed. Balls at the feet of Jesus and begins to worship him. I could see the disciples again. What in the world? Who's this guy? They didn't realize that Jesus knew who was on the other side when he told the disciples to get in the ship. They didn't know who was there, but Jesus knew. What would possess this man? To run to Jesus when he was possessed with thousands of devils. Thousands of devils that would not allow this man to take any help from people that cared about him. They, they would break through the restraints that was placed on him. They would cause this man to self mutilate. He would cut himself with stones and harm himself, but they could not stop him, praise God, from running to where Jesus was. What? It wasn't the devils that were running to him, the man got his. He, he he got his wits about him and said, "I, my will can override these devils. My will to worship will override the work of the old." Oh, I wish somebody would begin to make up your mind that no matter what the enemy is doing, I've got a will to worship God. No matter what I'm going through, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna stay home when the. Door doors of the church are open. I've got a will to worship. I don't care what I'm going through. I'm not going to stay home depressed and stay in my little PJs and eat my little ice cream and have a pity party. I'm throwing away the bowl and I'm getting my carcass to the altar because I've got a will to worship Jesus. Hallelujah. I've got a will to worship. No devil can stop your will to worship him. No, no, not, not even thousands of them. The Bible said this demoniac, his name, when the demons spoke, said, We said our name is Legion For who we are. It's a lot of us up in here. We, we've been chilling up in here, but now we don't know what's going to happen because Jesus, what in the world caused this man to believe Jesus so much? He wasn't following them around when Jesus was doing all those miracles. He he just saw them come to shore. But If he saw him come to shore, I believe that he might have been in the vicinity to see that boat coming to shore. And if he saw that boat coming to shore, he possibly saw the storm that that boat had went through. And if he saw that boat going through the storm and all of a sudden somebody just stands up and lifts up their hand and begins to oh hallelujah, deliver their his disciples out of their storm. He said if if God can do that for him, oh Hallelujah. Somebody was watching their storm. That's the word for you today. Somebody is watching your storm. And if they look at what you're going through and see what Jesus does, yes, we can overcome by the blood of the Lamb and through the word of what you've been through. What has Jesus done for you? And people are looking at that and they'll run to him. Hallelujah. He had to be in the vicinity. To see what Jesus did for the disciples in their storm. And if Jesus could do that for those disciples in that storm, Jesus could do this for me. Even though I'm not a disciple yet, Jesus can do something for my situation. I'm not going to let my circumstance hold me back from a possibility for, to encounter the miracle of my life. Hallelujah. I've got, if I've got to run, I'm going to run. If I got to shout, I'm going to shout. If I've got to leap, I'm going to leap if I've got a run, oh hallelujah whatever I've got to do to get the attention of the one that can turn my life around I'm gonna do it I'm not gonna sit in the presence of God and act like an inanimate object Man. we got enough pews we don't need people to act like them it's stationary you's got a reason to be there and just stay there they probably bolted down but you're not is your hand glued to your lap come on brother that's right brother come on oh, you got shackles on I-, I can clap my hands why because I'm free too I didn't make myself free Son has set me free, hallelujah, and I'm free indeed. And I'm not gonna act like I'm still bound when I come on now. Come on. Why in the world will I act like I'm still bound when Jesus has set me? Hallelujah come on and if i can clap my hands i can get up on my feet and if i can get up on my feet i can pick them up and put them down i can leap for joy hallelujah i don't care what anybody else thinks about me i don't care how i look if you knew what i've been through if you knew my inner mess you would praise him just like come on You might look like look at a sister that's running the aisles and say, Man, she got good praise. Well, she don't got a different God than you do. Hallelujah. She just understands that God has done so much for me. I've got to do whatever I I don't care if I'm rolling on the floor. I am going to make sure that all of heaven, all of hell, and all the earth knows who my God is. I'm gonna respond that way. I'm going to respond that way. Hallelujah. I can't get educated enough not to praise God. Hallelujah. I can't get sophisticated enough not to worship God. Hallelujah. I don't care who. Now, come on. There's people that wish they can do what you have the ability to do right now. I'm not just talking about like a foreign country. I'm talking about right here. There's some people here that wish they can run an aisle that a wish, they can leap for joy. And I don't care, don't tell me, yeah, I had too much to eat, and so if I do this, uh, you know, it's, it might not sell all right, you know. I don't, no, come on, uh, if you've if got something rumbling on the inside, we'll just lay hands on you, hallelujah. You'll be delivered, you'll be set free, hallelujah. Just go ahead and praise him. Why don't you do that? Go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and bless him. Go ahead and bless him. He can't praise himself. He needs you to do that. He can't worship himself. He can't lift himself up. He needs you to do that. And your praise, your worship, the sound that you're giving right now, it blesses the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah you realize all the depression that was on the inside you realize that your marriage used to be a wreck you realize you had sickness in your body you realize you used to smoke a a pack of cigarettes a day you you realize that you've been through some you you realize you abused substances and I don't care if you well it wasn't that bad yeah I don't care if you got it off the street or over the counter if you were abusing it it's substance abuse and you were hooked on that thing even though you bought it from Walgreens I don't care where you got it from God delivered you he saved your soul, uh, He detached you uh, from generational curses, uh, from familiar spirits. Uh, God said, "I, I, want to, I want to see who's appreciative. I want to see who'll thank me. I want to see who prays." Hallelujah! Come on, when your kids were losing their mind, and God stepped in your home and released His power and began to bring unity back into your family, I've got a reason to praise God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I think I have a little bit more monitor here. I didn't see any other recorded scripture where the disciples ran to Jesus to worship him. You know how much miracles they saw? Even after Jesus said, When stop? Waves, relax. <laughs> they just looked at him and said, "What kind of guy is this? They didn't, they didn't worship this man. Yeah. <laughs> thousands of reasons not to." Hallelujah. Hallelujah! and these disciples they just got so desensitized by the presence of God that they didn't, it didn't wow them anymore hallelujah, they didn't even realize they, they saw it, but they only, all it did was kind of, oh man what kind of, what kind of guy is this no, I don't just want to be flabbergasted by the greatness of God I'm going to respond to that with worship hallelujah Hallelujah. Why? Because whatever he does points, points you to who he is. He points you to who he is. So Jesus addresses this man, and now these devils go into uh, a herd of pigs. And you can believe what you want, but I think they were trying to play a joke. I don't know what they were herding pigs for in Israel. Couldn't eat them. It wasn't like they were trying to sell bacon. They ain't putting no ham hocks in their greens. No, 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 no ham for Christmas. They sure wouldn't eat no chitlins. they were playing the show. He said, Jesus, they got pork over there. So we're going to mess, if we got to leave, we're going to mess up, we're going to cripple your local economy. <laughs> they went into those, those pigs, pigs ran off of the cliff into the deep, into that water. And all of those pigs died. The pigs self-destructed when the demons went into them. All those pigs with all those demons. But all those demons couldn't do that to that one man. He can't kill you unless you let him. But what he'll try to do is make you do the job for him. So he'll oppress your mind. I'm speaking to somebody that has struggled with suicidal thoughts. He will oppress your mind until you get to a place where you just want to take yourself out. And God says, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't send the devil to do that. I'm not even allowing the devil to do that. The devil's trying to influence you to do something that he can't even do to you himself. Delivered this man and those pigs couldn't even handle it and then the man oh, immediately this man after receives this miracle says oh jesus i, I want to be a disciple you know discipleship is very easy when people experience jesus for themselves when people get their own personal encounter of the power of god it's not it's not hard to convince them to be a disciple. Oh, so Jesus, Jesus, I want to. Jesus said, "No, I got a different objective for you. I want you to go back and begin to tell of the great things that I've done for you." And the Bible says, "Look at this now." The Bible says that this man, you know, you got to understand how significant this story is because, you know, hell's resources are very limited. There's a limited amount of devils. I'm almost done but there's a limited amount of devils. God made angels but a, a, according to the scripture that tells us that when uh, Satan fell, a third of the stars was drawn. Most people believe that to be that when the devil was kicked out and cast out of the presence of God that a third of the angels followed with him. That's where we get Devils. Just so don't be afraid of devils. Devils are angels. They're just backslidden ones. They couldn't even live for God when there was no sin. Why in the world are you letting these folks intimidate you? And the devil couldn't. You had one job, bruh. You had it made. He was. Made with all types of jewels and gems. and He was like a created living instrument. And all you had to do was reflect the glory of God. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. And you couldn't even just do that. There was no devil to cause the devil to be prideful. So guess what? Yes. God said, if you you're... I took my time and I made you beautiful. And you couldn't even get it right. I'm going to replace you with dirt. I bet they'll get it right. Hallelujah. And here you are. You, Many of you have been through so much things and you try to beat yourself up. Don't you beat yourself up. The devil that's trying to influence you to do things and, and try to keep yourself bound. He couldn't even get it right. But here you are. Here you are. He releases this man to go back. And this man, he begins to publish what God did for him in, the Bible says, Decapolis. The reason why this is so significant is because this man was possessed with thousands of devils. So I say one is enough. but Thousands of them? And why were they so interested in this man? Why did they feel to concentrate their efforts on this guy? And I believe it's in the response to the miracle he received. The response to the deliverance he received. He published the power of God in his life in Decapolis. That word Decapolis means a region of ten cities one man with a testimony of the power of god in his life begin to evangelize 10. that's why hell was so interested in trying to keep him bound because of what he can mean for the kingdom of god if the enemy's attacking you you've got a reason to worship god because he knows what you mean Hallelujah. Some of you have so much potential to benefit the kingdom of God. But you know what the devil does? He releases his poison. You know what the poison of the devil is for a a thriving body of Christ? He releases poison into the body. You know what that poison is? Personal problems. (laughs) Quickest way to tranquilize you when somebody's going through something it's the hardest time for them to worship you're not thinking about teaching Bible studies when you've got all this stuff what? prayer meeting what? no man I got some things going on I'm going to clock in my job clock out go home Just hey how you doing sit on sit down and just kind of have this just own the negativity you know this this is my issue my problem no stop taking ownership of that stuff it's poison because of your potential of what you mean to the kingdom of god you are valuable do you realize who you are Holy Ghost-filled, man of God, do you realize who you are? Holy Ghost-filled youth, do you realize who you are? That's why he's trying to invade your brain with all types of things to keep you bound. He, He knows he doesn't have the authority to take you out, but if he can hold you and keep you from doing much, he would have accomplished something. Because he held you back from walking in the will of God and allowing the power of God to be displayed through your life. But somebody needs to do exactly what we talked about yesterday and begin to say, I'm not letting this hold me bound. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to let my will override the works of the enemy because God has, God has a harvest for me that we have not tapped into yet. And I want to go get it, but I'm not going to go get it. We're in my Pass as a backpack I'm not gonna I'm gonna be too weighed down I'm not gonna be able to be of a benefit to the body of Christ when I've got all these things that I'm harboring nope I'm offloading it right now in the name of Jesus and you know how you do The quickest way to offload something in the spirit lift your hands you can't hold it Nope. I surrender to God. I'm not. I'm not even worried about this. I'm not going to try to figure it out on my own. I'm surrendered to God because I belong to Him. And if He if He allows this to take me out, it'll probably give Him glory. But I don't think He's going to allow this to take me out because He's got people that He wants to win through my life. Hallelujah! And through what I'm going through, a reason for this storm. He prepares our soil for the supernatural you know, if we're going to be honest here you look in the mirror put on our finest you know and be like oh yeah <laughs> you ever saw a pile of dirt wearing clothes look in the mirror that's what we're made from we're just clay. But God breathed the breath of life into us and it quickened us to be a force of power for God in the world. Yeah. Hallelujah. Not just, I'm not just talking about the garden account where he formed Adam out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils. I'm talking about that, that life-giving breath that comes into you by the wind of God through the power of the Holy Ghost. When you receive the Holy Ghost, it regenerates you to do something in this world that would last for an eternity. Every one of you who are filled with the Holy Ghost has that destiny. So pick yourself up and stop allowing the enemy to hold you back. Some of you could be more active in the ministry. I'm not talking about picking up the mic and preaching. I'm talking about, you, there's, there's stuff, m- many of you here have, are, are already active in the ministry. But Some of you, you know who you are. Things happen, the poison come in, the personal problems, you take a back seat. Kind of dial down your involvement. Oh, I've done enough. Oh, I don't. Yeah. No, shake that off. God has a work for you, God has a place of power for you. Hallelujah. Let me tell you how this season that you're entering into as a church, Calvary Church, He's anointed Tom and Kristen Ellis to lead you into this. And he's going to be downloading all types of word into them. And as they're preaching and teaching seed, 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 and it's good seed. But good seed can't bring forth if the soil's not good. It's not a seed problem. It's not a word problem. It's a soil problem. You know who the soil is? Sometimes there's thorns, sometimes it's stones, there's too much in there. Sometimes we just don't have the nutrients inside of our heart to feed the seed so it can grow. You, you know what feed is, right? You know, I'm, I'm not a green thumb, but I know a little bit about how things grow, you know. And sometimes soil needs a little bit of fertilization. But we don't want that! It smells. It's stanky. We look at it as waste, but for, for soil, It's not waste when it's mixed in the soil. And if God allowed it to mix in your soil, it's going to feed the seed of the word so you can bring forth something great, something powerful. Hallelujah. Seed is going forth. Seed is going forth. Hallelujah. And the reason why God is going to begin to download Powerful messages and information from the word of God through your leadership is because you already have been going through things yeah. and God used it to fertilize the ground because some of you are going to bring forth some 60 fold some 100 fold right. man some of you might even 10x like the guy with the demons evangelized 10 cities that soil he had been through a lot of mess but it fertilized him you know that's why it's it's not too bad for God to move on it if it's that bad that makes it a great opportunity for God to move on it because he likes to move where nobody else could take the credit. And if it's that bad, nobody else could do it but God. Right. Right. That's why where sin abounds, grace does much more yes. abound. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. So, whatever it is, I wonder if you can stand right now and lift your hands and begin to say, God, I am going to stop complaining. I'm going to stop worrying. I'm going to stop trying to figure things out. I'm going to let you be God. Because you're doing something in my heart to prepare me for the seed of power that's going to usher in a harvest. Hallelujah. That we have not seen yet. Praise God. I I believe we are getting closer and closer to the coming of the Lord. However that looks, I am not here to pick apart any eschatological uh, uh, thinking but I I think we all can agree that Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. And I believe he's coming back soon. And before he comes back, there's going to be some people that are going to awaken as 11th hour saints and I want to be a part of the harvest to welcome them them in and bring in that harvest but i'm not gonna be in the corner somewhere having a pity party while god is trying to have a revival and try to bring in a harvest i want my hands in the harvest but i'm gonna let god fertilize my heart with whatever he allows in my life so that i can be a benefit to the harvest hallelujah 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 I want to open up this time of prayer to people who feel like you can do more. Now i i don't want anybody to kind of feel like, well, if I go up, then people are going to think, well, are they going through something? Or you know, stop. Let that voice get it out of here. He's trying to manipulate you so you don't respond to the voice of God. Feel like, I've got more that I can do for God. And you know what? The first wave of people are going to be the people that already have too much going on for God. Because you can never convince somebody that's doing a lot for God that they're doing enough. But I want the people also that feel like, I'm not saying that you're not doing anything, but you know that you're not giving up to God I want you to come and say God if someone that's demon possessed can be that for the kingdom what can you do in my life maybe you're here and you've gone to this church for a long time you've kind of took a back seat too but you know in the back of your mind you've got more that you can offer to the kingdom don't let what you've seen throughout your lifetime begin to taint the possibilities of what God can do if you just yield to him if you just yield to him How about it? Yeah, you. You got one more soul in you. You got one more Bible study in you. You don't need a position for that. We don't need to knight you to go win souls. Everybody can do that. And that's probably the most important thing you can do. And we all can do more. I am so thankful for the people that are laboring in this harvest field, that are teaching Bible studies, that are very quick to help and pray and work the altars, hallelujah, It's incredible, this is a powerful church, this is an incredible church, hallelujah, but this church also has a lot of untapped potential that is laying dormant. I come to wake you up. I come to shake you up. Hallelujah. I come to reenlist you in the workforce of Calvary Church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. You're going to have your hearts. It, it, it's, it's, it's bigger than a, few hand, a handful of people can handle. Hallelujah. It's bigger. We need you. Hallelujah. We need you. We need you. We need you. Hallelujah. We need you. God God needs you. God needs you. Hallelujah. So how about it? If you can think of just one thing that you feel like would hinder you or stop you from making that commitment tonight. For some of you, It was some of the things that we spoke about last night that would have hindered you. And there may be some of that probably didn't totally deal with it. You can deal with it tonight because this is why. He doesn't just want to deliver you from infirmities, but there's a reason why. He has something for you to do, and he doesn't want the infirmed hands to get in the way. He wants you to be whole so that you can be a benefit to the kingdom. He's building a platform Here's what I've noticed When God Sends waves of revival and harvest To a church It it comes in that order It's revival then harvest Two different things Revival is is for the church It awakens the church But harvest is Those that are not in the church So God awakens the church To get those that are not in the church To come But what I've noticed, what God does, it's resonant of his own uh, earthly ministry. When Jesus came, he said, I am come first to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So I want to speak this in the atmosphere tonight. And the reason why God is dealing with us in these ways is because of who he's bringing first. Lost sheep sheep that were in the fold, but they're lost. And God needs a healthy environment to nurse them back to life. And yes, this church is beautiful. And you are awesome. You have great services. But before they come to this house, they might come to your house. That's why we need to be healthy, whole, not allowing external circumstances to confuse us, to fog our minds. God wants to bring prodigals back. He's going to bring lost sheep. And some of those same people will begin to unlock things in the harvest. Hallelujah. And what the enemy meant for evil, while he had them out there, God's going to use some of those same contacts and connections that they had out there to be an evangelism tool to bring them to Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. devil didn't know that God would use their backsliddenness to form a network of evangelism for the body of Christ that's going to be the first wave of people hallelujah so right now I want you to say God position me in a place that I will not mess it up help me not to view them in their past help me to view them in their potential and what you can restore in them what you can refresh in them, revive in them, replenish in them. Hallelujah. Help me to see that in them and pray to that end for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if you're willing to be a prayer partner for those kind of people, hallelujah. God will make you a safe place that before they come to these altars, they'll begin to come to you for prayer for things. Hallelujah. And you'll begin to be that connector. Hallelujah. And through you, they can be restored back to life through the altars here in this church. Hallelujah. 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 God, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Pure and holy Tried and true With thanksgiving I'll You, yes you Individually you can be that Sanctuary